What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Angel Chernoff. New York Times bestselling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life. Today's episode is titled, Seven Things to Remember When You Feel Discouraged and Defeated. This morning, I didn't feel like doing anything. It's a combination of exhaustion from a few days of hard work and lack of sleep with a young child in the house. I couldn't motivate myself to do anything important, which is a rare occurrence for me. You know, I just felt completely discouraged and defeated. I started overthinking things and doubting myself and wondering whether anything I do is really worthwhile. As I sat there in this funk for nearly an hour, I wondered how to get out of it. Should I just forget about today? Should I just give up on this project because I'm not as good as I thought I was? That's what I was considering, at least for a little while. But the better part of me knew that this mild state of depression was temporary. And so I dug into my own intellectual toolbox for some solutions little tricks of the mind that can have a real effect on reality. Here's what works for me and Angel. Some things to keep in mind and to do when you feel discouraged and defeated. Number one, you are not the center of the universe. Stop making it all about you. I think we all have the tendency to put ourselves at the center of the universe and see everything from the viewpoint of how it affects us. But this can have all kinds of adverse effects, from feeling sorry for ourselves when things aren't going exactly as planned, to doubting ourselves when we aren't perfect. So this morning, instead of worrying so much about myself, I thought about other people I might help. Finding little ways to help others gets me out of my self-centered thinking, and then I'm not wallowing in self-pity anymore. I'm starting to think about what others need. I'm not doubting myself, because the question of whether I'm good enough or not is no longer the central question. The central question now is about what others need. Thus, thinking about others instead of oneself helps solve feelings of discouragement and defeat. Number two, it is your resistance to what is that causes your suffering. This morning, my mind was ruminating about every time and place other than the time and place I was in. When I caught myself doing this, I brought my focus back to the present. Remember, happiness is allowing yourself to be perfectly okay with what is, rather than wishing for and worrying about what is not. What is, is what's supposed to be, or it would not be. The rest is just you arguing with life in this moment. Think about that. This means that your suffering only ever occurs when you resist how things are in the present. Although you can't control everything that happens to you, you can control the way you respond. In your response is your power. Let that sink in. In your power is your presence. Number three, you are more than one thing. Loosen up and stretch your identity. We all have this picture in our minds of ourselves, this idea of what kind of person we are. When this idea gets threatened, we react defensively. People may question whether we did a good job, and this threatens our idea of being a competent person. So we become angry or hurt by the criticism. Someone falsely accuses us of something and this threatens our idea that we're a good person. And so we get angry and attack the other person. 
my identity of myself as someone who's motivated and productive and has great ideas. This was getting in the way this morning. When I wasn't productive, it made me feel defeated because I began subconsciously worrying that I wasn't who I thought I was. My solution was to realize that I'm not just one thing. I'm not always productive. Sometimes I am, but sometimes I'm unproductive too. I'm not always motivated. Sometimes I am, but other times I'm feeling lazy. And obviously, I don't always have great ideas either because that's impossible. The truth is, I can be many things, and remembering this helps me stretch my identity so it isn't so fragile. Then it doesn't matter if someone thinks I didn't do a good job, because I don't always do a good job. I make mistakes. I'm less than perfect, and that's perfectly okay. Number four, today is still a priceless gift. Let's make the best of it. I only have so many days left on earth. I don't know how many that is, but I do know that it's a very limited number. I know that each one of those limited days is a gift, a blessing, an absolute miracle. And that squandering this miracle is a crime, a horrible lack of appreciation for what I've been given. And so I reminded myself this morning that this day counts and that I still need to make the best of it even when it's hard. That doesn't mean I need to be hyperproductive or work myself into the ground, but that I should do something worthwhile, maybe something small. Sometimes taking a break to nourish yourself is a worthwhile activity because doing so allows you to regroup and do other worthwhile things. But just sitting around in self-pity isn't helpful. So this morning I got up and I, I took my son Mac for a walk and we both enjoyed it. And I came back feeling just a little bit better, which allowed me to make just a little bit of progress. Number five, complaining is only making matters worse. Find a different solution. When I get in a funk, I have a tendency to complain out loud to everyone around who's close enough to hear me. Obviously, this doesn't help them or me. And as soon as I catch myself doing this, I force myself to shift gears. The bottom line is that you will never get to where you wanna be by complaining about where you are now. Each step in your life is preparing you for the one that comes after it. Complaining does not work as a strategy. We all have limited time and energy. Any amount of time we spend whining is unlikely to help us achieve anything worthwhile. And it won't make us any happier either. If you took 10% of the energy you put into complaining and applied it to solving your present problem, you'd be surprised by how well and how fast things can work out. I forget this sometimes, which is why I'm talking about it now, to remind myself. Working as a life coach for the past decade with people who've suffered major trauma in their lives but found the courage to turn it around, I know we all have access to far more power, authority, and influence over our lives than we often believe. When you stop complaining and refuse to see yourself as a helpless victim, you'll find that you are more powerful than you realized, but only if you choose to accept this reality. Number six. Feeling discouraged and defeated is a sign that it's time to make a change. We have to make that change. It could be a change of heart, change in your perspective, or a change in your habits. But the point in any case is that the way you are doing things is no longer working. When we feel discouraged and defeated, typically our first instinct is to look outside ourselves for someone or something to blame. In reality, we ought to be looking within. 
how we're feeling, what we're thinking, and how we plan to respond going forward. Your life is your responsibility. While you can't always change what's outside of you, you can certainly change your perception of it. And the funny thing is, when you change the way you look at things, the things themselves change, which paves a way for positive action going forward. Number seven, even the tiniest possible step is progress. Think about what step, what tiny step you could take now. It can be hard to get moving when you're seriously stuck. This is how I felt a decade ago when I was stuck in a rut after simultaneously losing two loved ones to illness and my breadwinning job. It was really hard to motivate myself when I didn't think I had the strength to push forward. When I felt insanely horrible and sorry for myself, but I took one tiny step every day and it felt good and I got stronger. That's what I did this morning too. I took the tiniest possible step. I turned on this mic. I sat here with Mark. Just an action so small as to seem insignificant and yet so easy as to be possible when I was feeling defeated. And it showed me the next step was possible and the next. And at the end, you're listening to this podcast. Yes, I'm still feeling out of it, but not defeated. I'm feeling stronger because I took these steps. I know some of you feel the same way from time to time, maybe more often than you'd like to admit. That's okay. We all do. We aren't machines, constantly charged up and ready to fire on all cylinders. We are human, which means we falter, we doubt, and we feel pain sometimes. And this too shall pass. Yeah, I mean, you and I were struggling this morning, just like so many people struggle on weekday mornings, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to remind ourselves that we're going to come across those moments of feeling absolutely and utterly defeated and discouraged in our lives. And that this too, yes, will pass, that it is a fleeting moment. Most of the time, our feelings of defeat and discouragement are driven by small things, right? Really small things. And we need to learn to bring awareness to that so that we don't let those little things just drive us to do foolish things. Yeah. I mean, even jumping on this podcast right now and getting this recorded, it makes me feel better, right? Because I see the progress. I feel productive. We're helping others. And so the tiniest little step does make a difference. Even if it's just getting outside to let the sun hit your face, you know, nothing is good or bad as our thinking makes it so. So realize that everything first begins in your head. So if you're feeling defeated and discouraged, what can you do to flip that around? How can you take a positive step forward? Yeah. A lot of times it's just giving yourself a little space from the situation that's driving you nuts. You know, there's a um, a metaphor that Angel and I use uh, in both our Getting Back to Happy course and in the book Getting Back to Happy. Um, which is just about, it's just about stress. Um, and so the metaphor goes like this. If you had a, if you were a farmer and you had a herd of cattle that was sitting right next to your house and they were making noise and stomping around and waking you up and just generally driving you nuts, would you try to control those animals? Would you go out there and yell at them? Would you be upset every day listening to it without taking any action? 
No, in both cases, right? Going out and yelling at animals isn't going to work and leaving them right where they are and just saying, this is how my life is, that's not going to work either. But what can you do? You can give the animals more space. You can make the pasture a little larger. You can move the fence line and and get those animals away from your house, right? And onto another piece of your property. Give them more space to roam. And by doing so, you haven't changed the animals, but you've changed the situation, right? You've taken action without controlling them or controlling the uncontrollable, but you've given yourself some more space. You've given them more space and you've solved the problem. And so, I mean, a lot of our discouragement is about that very thing. A lot of those feelings that we have and the frustrations that we have on a daily basis is about bottling it up inside. It's about not taking any, any action at all or trying to unchange the unchange or trying to change the unchangeable, right? And we need to give ourselves a little more space. We need to make that pasture a little larger and figure out, you know, what is that change that we can make that, that, that makes sense? Yeah, and we need to create the space, you know, as you're creating that space, also surround your things that surround yourself with things that make you feel better, you know? Um, every morning, you know, I start our morning with reading a page from our book, A Thousand Little Things Happy Successful People Do Differently. It's not a book that you usually read cover to cover, but instead you pick it up when you need it most, when you're feeling discouraged, when you're feeling stressed out, um, when you're feeling defeated. Yeah. And, and Angel literally does this. She and, literally yeah. opens up and reads our own work back to us. Because honestly, the book was created to be a daily reminder mm-hmm. for us initially. Um, that's sort of the beginnings of that book was our own personal notes to ourselves. So it's a tool that Angel uses daily and actually reads it also to our son, which is interesting. (laughs) Yeah, and that book is A Thousand Little Things Happy Successful People Do Differently. Remember, what you think, you see, you ultimately become. Think better, live better. (laughs) 